0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is
1: what you missed. There's something odd and strange about social media. So, uh, over the last little while, maybe in the last month or so, uh, I've been following this story on Facebook. Now, I've, I've got a, a friend on Facebook. I, I'm not really sure who this person is, but I accepted them along the way at some point. All right. And they have been sh- sharing this ongoing story about somebody in their life who's had just a ton of medical issues mm. and they've they've been uh, through just just through the mill and back and and seem to be coming out the other end and that's all terrific I have become so wrapped up in a person's life that I have no idea who they are. But I know all the most intimate details of their medical history. I right. wouldn't know this person if I bumped into them in the street. Uh-huh. But every day I get another update of where this dude is at and I'm happy he's coming around. Right. I just can't believe I've uh, devoted so much time to a person's life I have no I don't devote this much time to my own family's life. <laughs> I know more about this stranger than I do about my own kids. <laughs> it is very strange. Uh-huh.
0: Anyhow. It's strange how much uh, or how little some people share. Mm. I guess not strange how little some people share because that's just how life was mm. before social media. But it's amazing how much some people mm-hmm. you know, rely on it now uh, for just every move that they make in their day. You know, like they have to update people on what they're eating and when. I know, it's And where they are and why. And, you know, as, as if there's some sort of need, pressing need to know about every detail of your
1: life. It's also another sad aspect that there's a lot of people who had like a moment and they can't let it go. Right. Like there's a guy I know who won some weight loss championship like in 2003. He's got it in that tattooed on his arm. Like, he can't stop talking about it. And he, he, I mean, oh, my God, he transformed his whole life, and I get it. Right. But at some point, when do you stop talking? It's like people we know who can't stop talking about a job they had 30 years ago. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's and,
0: yeah, you find there are people who are like that. It's the Al Bundy syndrome, right? right. It's, like, it's it's poke high. Yeah. Like, you, you had your... Your your time in the light, yeah, and you're not letting
1: anyone get away without knowing about it. The interesting thing, too, with this guy who's been in the hospital, you know, he was on a ventilator. He was in a, like they put him into a, a, a coma for whatever he had to for his healing process. Wow. So yeah, I mean, he's really had a struggle. This poor <laughs> this poor bugger, but. His buddy or family member, whoever, has really shared every detail. And I wonder when he finally comes out of it and gets home, if he turns <laughs> to his family and said, "Like I didn't want everybody knowing right. this. <laughs> you know, can I, can I share my story right. if yeah. I wish to
0: yeah. at and, some and, point? Well, and that's it, too. It's very interesting how for some people, right, they have to share other people's mm. news. Your trials and tribulations. Right. Like, yeah. like it's, you know, there are certain things... Where it's not your news to, to tell. share, yeah, right. Um, but everyone's a reporter now, yeah. You know, like, like you know, you gotta you gotta share the score in the Leaf game that you're watching, right? Like as if anyone needs to know that mm-hmm. that you couldn't, you know, if if someone has told you, hey, man, I can't watch the Leaf game, keep me updated. Facebook isn't the place to do that. Throw them a text
1: mm-hmm. and say, hey, here's what the score is. Yeah, or people you know. who watch award shows and have to comment on every award given Yeah, on, on you have to, you have to comment out. all the
0: time. Or, you know, you know, recently, lately, when someone passes away, mm. right? That's the family's news mm-hmm. to share, not yours.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I 100% agree. I mean, w- with this show, I, I like to share uh, all sorts of uh, details about... Anything that I think is common um, territory for all of us. Right, Right. Like, you know, someone passes away, uh, you know, there's some kind of, uh, I mean. That's different, though, what what I mean in that sense, you know, like you know uh Mark Lanigan
0: passed away uh mm-hmm. overnight right mm-hmm. and but that's that's put out a statement by his family and right. his representatives that right. they've put that out there already right, right. you know lead singer of the screaming trees and you know did work with Queen's of the Stone Age and such mm-hmm. um and so you you hear about that and so that we talk about it at mm-hmm. that point but i mean you know like uh, your your friend's mom passes away, mm. and you're the first one on there to say, my condolences to so-and-so. Right, right, right. right, right until right. you, you know, you wait for them to announce the right. passing of their loved one, and then you just, you know, give them your personal condolences.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, with this job, like, if my, my friend's like my, my friend growing up, his mom, uh, they had to take her from her home into uh, retirement, uh, yeah. a retirement assisted living uh, facility. And just the chaos that surrounded that. And I've known this woman my whole life. And mm-hmm. it was a very independent woman. And, and and for her to lose her ability to drive her car, it was a heartbreaking to hear all the stories about what this woman went through. Those, I think, are good stories to share. Yeah, but you're not giving her name away. No, right, no, right? no, no, no. Yeah. No. I don't know her name. <laughs> Real tight. I never really bothered to ask. <laughs> what do you think the one clothing item you might lose more than any other? Pretty easy, I would think. Uh, like hot gloves, something like that. Socks. Sock. All oh, mm-hmm, right. Yes. yes. The average person will lose seven hundred and fifty-six socks in their lifetime. Holy cow! I didn't even think I ever owned that many in my entire lifetime. That seems like a stupid large number. I don't, you know, I get like maybe a a dozen socks at Christmas or, you know, eight to a dozen in my stocking type of thing. That's the only time I get socks or buy socks. Do that math over a lifetime. Does that add up to 756? I don't think so.
0: And I don't get them every year. And I don't throw mine
1: out until it like literally has a hole in it. I'll hang on for a while. Yeah. I I cannot find a sock that I'm really happy with. Like, I've got some, uh, I got a lot of ankle socks. I got some thicker ones, which don't, uh, sometimes too thick. Right. I got some really thin ones that are, they're almost like sheer. I don't like those. I don't like long, like tube socks. Right. Makes my legs itchy. (laughs) So I think I like to be in bare feet most of the time. I, I can't stand wearing socks. You, you like socks.
0: Uh, like a, a no-show or ankle, like a low mm-hmm. sock of some mm-hmm. sort, yeah. I don't, I don't, in particular do a brand, Costco, whatever they got going on on sale. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I can't find one that I'm comfortable in. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. You delicate genius. I, you. I, I'm just a,
1: a, a waif of a thing. How do you make it through a day? Uh, it's not easy being me, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Yeah, I can, like I am now, uh, when's Easter? Not far off. Month? Month and a bit? Sure. I'm a month and a bit away from kicking off the socks and going another six months without oh, wearing them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Well, unless I'm going golfing, right. or I have to put them on, but yeah. Just, uh, well, the other thing is just the bending over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the you effort. a
0: closed-toed shoe. I say that with, you know, especially the hockey players. The guy's in suits all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Leather shoe with no sock.
1: That I don't do. Right. That's, that's too much. But, yeah, no, I'm quite comfortable in the closed toe, like the uh, deck shoe or whatever you'd call it. Uh, on average, we do about 13 loads of laundry in our lifetime. What? There's another thing about me. I, I don't know Thir- how to. Yeah, 13,000. Oh, 13,000. Yeah. I don't know how to work the washing machine. Right, That's another yes. thing about me. Yeah, well, did,
0: did, I thought they taught you once when Maria was away.
1: Uh, Daniel had to send me a tutorial video Correct. on how to, but since then, I, uh, yeah, if I, if I'm ever on my own, I'll have to either learn or just be going to a. Like what do you mean by don't know how to work it? I don't, I, I don't know. Like you don't know to, what all the switches do? Yeah, I don't you know. You have how to, no idea
0: how to start a load know, of laundry. Wouldn't know,
1: wouldn't know how to put it, the laundry in, wouldn't know what can be washed with like what. You don't, don't know. open
0: the door and throw the laundry in,
1: right? I don't. <laughs> I never have, ever in my life. Not once. Wow. Uh, but I, I sep- like I don't know what you're supposed to separate or what you're supposed to wash with what. Right. You know, I understand darks with darks and lights with lights, but. Ah, just
0: throw it all in, put it on cold. You're oh, you
1: do that? Yeah. Yeah. You do laundry? Yeah. Hmm. Look at you, all modern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. So modern. <laughs> The <laughs> concept has just come around. I joke with Maria all the time. I go, you know, it might be uh, 2022 out there, but inside this house is 1945. <laughs> oh, we have a good laugh. The average person will ruin 95 pieces of clothing by washing whites with darks or by not choosing the appropriate setting. Right. And that might be my biggest concern is that I'm so afraid of ruining something of Maria's. Like, gotcha. if I, like, do you wash Adrian's clothes and the boys, yeah, or just your in own? in there, everything. Huh? Yeah. You're a brave man. Yeah, well... Have I you mean, wrecked anything of Adrian's and tried to hide it? I don't think I've wrecked it,
0: but I have put stuff in the dryer that, is, that she doesn't <laughs> want going into the dryer. <laughs>
1: See, and I just don't want to have that Which conversation. Say,
0: like, listen, if you've got specific stuff, to mm. put that in a separate pile. Right.
1: Yeah, I just, I avoid anything that could be a fight. Right. And so. the kids
0: stop. I mean, just throw it all in. It's all mm. It's all dirty.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> it's all gross all right. the time, anyhow. 94.9 The Rock, GTA's rock station. That's Weezer. Before that, of course, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. In regards to Gina and Tommy, do you think they could be at least three-quarters of the way there by now? <laughs> I mean, it's been a long journey since right. like 1986 or whenever that song came out. I right. think three-quarters
0: of the way at least. Well, I mean, technically when the song came out, they were already halfway there.
1: Yes. They could have gone and come back again. Right, yeah. Huh. 8.13, welcome Is to Rockmore. still Wars. working on the docks? Oh, no, his times were tough. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> He's still waiting for that callback. He's waiting for a management position. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Oh, yeah, it sunk. <laughs> Did you hear about the ship that sunk with all the douchebag Porsches on it? Did you hear right? that story? Yes. So if did you see, it sink or was it? It was on fire, and it was going. It had Bentleys, uh, custom-made Porsche, like eleven thousand vehicles on this ship, supposedly right. all high-end vehicles. Well, and when they, when it
0: set, like came on fire, they abandoned ship, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But that, but it, with maritime law, that ship is finders keepers.
1: So you'd have all these Porsches at the, to get all these douchebags diving, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you see a lot of uh, very sad douchey bag men walking around, give them a hug. <gasps> A lot of men with small penises not enjoying life uh, right At a burnt Porsche. That's right. I guess like the Turkish Navy or something saved them. Like, oh, there's like all right. 23 guys or people um, on the ship and yeah. Huh, that's interesting. <laughs> And people were like, I guess these cars had been ordered for some time. and they Oh, were, there you know. were
0: some people on the dock wondering what the hell
1: happened. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who didn't butt
1: out properly. Where, where was Tommy when <laughs> we needed him? <laughs> <laughs> Only halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> Don't wait for <laughs> him swim, to save you. He's swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. Um... If you could go either forward or backwards in time, say you found a way to do this, you discovered something that would allow that little trick, would you rather go backwards or would you rather go forwards? Uh I think most people would say backwards.
0: Mhm. Like I can't imagine like forward maybe to see kind of what Turns out, I don't know if you want to know how it ends.
1: Like, uh, and never, not good. No. It
0: never does end good. But maybe you might want to avoid something catastrophic down the line. Right,
1: and, getting on a flight or right, something.
0: Right, yeah. Being on um, a ship that sinks. But I think most people, if you had the chance, especially if you could change things a little bit, right, mm. you'd go back and say, hey, you know, remember all that you invested in, uh, like, LaserDisc? You know. maybe <laughs> Apple would have been a better choice.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. Some, we talked about this earlier, and somebody said they'd go back and change all their bets so right. that they won. Yeah, uh, yeah I, uh, I think certainly, yeah, I have no interest in going forwards because uh, it just seems like it's all downhill anyhow. Right. You know, life is, is interesting in that it's so really unfair in that when you're young and everything is ahead of you, life is great. Right. And you work this whole life and you struggle for it all just to go down the pooper anyhow, like you go. You would think that somehow you go through life and you paid your dues, you did your thing. There would be some reward at the end. Now well, some will say the reward is going to the man in the sky, which we know is all phony baloney anyhow. So you go through this whole experience for what?
0: Right. Sees
1: up on a train. There's, there's, there's many who enjoy the journey know, that
0: time after work and stuff. They're like a retirement. Where they can, you know, they've made their, their nest egg and they can
1: enjoy. Yeah, going to the doctors, getting new medication, always having a different <laughs> constant pain or ache, memory <laughs> loss. It's, oh, yeah. No, it seems like it's a, just a, a pleasure it's, it's trip. got to be a year or two in there. Who, me? For everyone. Oh. Oh yeah well you, you know at least look at there was a time you would work to like 65 you retired you were dead by 68 right. you know now you retire at 65 if you can if you're lucky enough to and you live sometimes you live longer than, than you were employed you live in you know 85 yeah. 90 there's a lot of years where you see a lot of people shaky and on pills yeah. and on, you know, it's... Uh, well, I like to think there's a couple of good ones in between there where you get to do six some stuff. Six months. off. think you get six months. <laughs> right. That's about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I would, I'd, I'd go back. I mean, it'd just be interesting because in your, in your mind's eye, rose-colored glasses, you look back at your life and you think, oh, well, you know, for the most part, pretty good. It'd be really interesting to go back to like your family home when you were like 12 or something and... You you just it, it's just not what you remember it being at all, right? Because a lot of it probably went by you because you were twelve and you didn't see it, right? And like oh my god, I didn't realize my parents hated each other that much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they really put on a good front, you know that type of thing. I I, I don't know it. Uh, that would be interesting, or just to go back and like some of the dumb things you did or the fashion mis- mistakes right. you made. Me and my Sancho Pancho leather cowboy hat. <laughs> This, this kind of thing. <laughs> I really thought that was going to get me lame. <laughs> Surf style reflective wear. <laughs> hmm. I think that the uh, Tour de France should look at what happened at an 80-mile mountain bike race in uh, California and combine what happened there with their race. I don't know if the Tour de France bicycle race numbers are dwindling at all, but I think this would give them a huge spike. Maybe you could even incorporate this into the Olympics. would be fun. Okay. Summer games. So this guy's on an 80-mile uh, mountain bike race, and uh, he uh, he's riding along, doing his thing. Suddenly, he gets attacked by a bull. Whoa! That's right. It was an off-road race, and he thought he was just uh, it was just a cow until it got closer. But by then, it was too late. The bull spun around, charged his bike, and flipped him off the bike. Then went back and threw him around like a rag doll. <laughs> Guy lived. Actually wanted to finish the race. (laughs) Of course he did. People are crazy.
0: (laughs) The happiest people were the sponsors, Red Bull.
1: Yes. (laughs) Bring it on. These two other bikers also had run-ins with the same bull. So this bull was in no mood. I mean, I guess it would depend on where in the race this happened.
0: I mean, it's an 80-mile race, Mm -hmm. right? So... I mean if it's going to happen to me I'm hoping it's happening in the first 2 or 3 miles. Yeah, you're out. So no, just, you know at least I haven't ridden 78. Gun goes off bolt. <laughs> just right in. That's right. Uh on the flip side for him I guess if you've ridden 75 miles yeah. and then get hit you want to finish the last
1: four. You'd want to kill that bull?
0: Yeah. Yeah, anyhow, I just think you're having steak that night.
1: What about the running of the bulls from uh, Spain right. and the Tour de France? Combine the two. You let the bikes go and let the bulls out. Right. Well, they have enough issues with just people
0: on the side of the road, let alone bulls. Yeah. Oh,
1: I think it would be so exciting. You just see bodies popping up in the air all over the place, bulls tearing through. All the bulls getting caught up in all that tight bike gear. Right. Egg box all over the place.
0: Play Rage Against the Machine, bulls
1: on parades. Yeah. Theme song for it's great. There's a whole lot of money to be made here. We should get on that. Uh, Yesterday, the whole world almost ended collapsing when Wordle wasn't working right. (laughs) People losing their mind. Hey, I'm, I'm gutted over here. People were getting one or two different correct answers on Wordle gutted yeah gutted (laughs) my wordle doesn't work i'm gutted everyone was concerned that there was a problem with it and they were freaking out online because that's what we do right yeah new york times said nothing nothing to worry about relax you just have to uh Hit your refresh on your browser. You'll be fine. They've been working on removing some words, insensitive words, obscure words, offensive words. And so while they're doing that, occasionally I guess they'll have this little glitch, but it's easily fixed. <laughs> you can get on with your life. You don't have to be gutted. How am I going to share with all my followers <laughs> I know, how, how many, many turns it took to do Unbelievable. this? Unbelievable. I believe there's a protest now heading to the <laughs> New York Times to... Shut them down. You can't hold me back from playing Wordle, man. Freedom. I need my freedom. <laughs> On the line, Teddy Reader, Halinda's meets. Good morning, Mr. Reader.
2: Good morning, Mr. Ven, Mr. Lucky. Ted, how are you? Yeah, I can't complain. <laughs> well, you can, but no one's going to listen. No. You. Nobody's going to listen.
1: Nobody cares. Nobody cares, Ted. Hey, uh, before we get into doing some grilling, uh, we wanted to share this with you because I thought it was interesting, and and I'd like to talk or see your take on this. Um, More than half of people, when asked, think their cooking at home could compete with professional celebrity chefs. Now, maybe that's got a lot to do with uh, all the cooking shows that are on. But I disagree with that, like, 100%, because I fancy myself... A decent enough home uh, cooker, uh, uh, chef of some sort in my home. But my food never, I find, never really comes to the level of a celebrity chef or a, a professional chef like yourself. There's there's these extra steps that you guys take that you would think for the common chef would be pretty simple to follow. But we I think for most of us, we never quite get there.
2: I, I, I'd have to agree with you. Um you know, cooking at home and cooking uh, in a restaurant are two different things. I bet, right. When you're cooking at home, you're cooking for your family, your friends. You know, you maybe you do a big party of 30 or 40 people, mm-hmm. and you'll prep for two or three days to get your, your acting gear. Being um, <laughs> and a chef is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And it's about being organized, and you're not just cooking one dinner uh, you're preparing multiple different dishes. And so, you know, if all you had to do was cook a brisket every day and that was it, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But when you've got to cook multiple different meats and multiple different pros, uh, um, produce and, uh, prepare sauces and marinades and rubs and drizzles and do all of the things that go into it, uh, it's not as easy as you think. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And it's long, hard work. And it's not a not an easy gig to be in. I've been in the cooking game for over 35 years. And uh, one, I love it. But there's a lot of people that say, oh, I can do that. I'm a chef. and And it's not just about being able to cook. It's being able to manage and to strategize and think ahead. And it's really about, well
0: getting organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, not only that, Ted, it's an understanding, I think, of, of flavor because a few years ago, uh, Craig and I were judging a competition that you were putting up at the Backyard Barbecue Show. And, and I remember they had a, you had a, like three or four professional chefs there and they were just basically putting out almost like single bites in a very quick competition. But you had, you know, some of these things we tasted and it was like the best thing we'd ever tried, but it was
2: all put together very, very quickly. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a thing about, you know, it's, uh, it, it's similar to being in the, in the military. And I've never been in the military, but uh, there's, a, there's an order that goes through in a kitchen. Mm. And you have to think ahead and you have to strategize on how you're going to make that dish. So chefs think on the fly very quickly mm-hmm. um, because things happen. And one, customers are never consistent. So, you may put a steak on the menu, and then you get a customer that says well i don 't want garlic and or i don 't want that sauce or i don 't want that vegetable, and i don 't want this, and i don 't want that and is it gluten free and is it vegetarian and is you know there's a million mm-hmm. things, and every customer changes that when they come into the joint and they're um, <laughs> you know they say uh I want gluten free. And I'm like, well, we're not a gluten free kitchen. We can do the best we can for you. But if you're if you're celiac, that's one thing. If you just don't eat gluten, that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. And so you have to adapt and you have to change. Uh, And especially if you're in the middle of a shift and you're trying to bang out 200 other plates, um, it's not an easy gig. Those who, who, who who think they can they should come and try it for a weekend uh, <laughs> uh, a weekend even and see if they can handle yeah. it because it's a whole other ball game
1: you know ted I, I think i when reading this uh this morning and talking about it with lucky earlier uh, i use my mother-in-law as a good example of someone who just seems to have the touch and some do and some don't she can take the cheapest piece of roast from your you know just generic grocery store uh, throw it in the oven and it comes out and it melts in your mouth and then somebody else can buy the most expensive prime rib, uh, this that or the other thing and and screw it up like it, there's just and I know it's with seasoning salts and, and 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 all of that but there's there is just a real touch to it that some people have and some people can never
2: get. That's true. That's true. Some people just can't cook yeah. and uh, and the other people you know and they realize it and then there's a lot of people and this pandemic is definitely showing that a lot of people want to learn how to cook and they're spending more time at home cooking, especially when all of the restaurants were closed. Um, grocery stores were making tons and tons of money and restaurants weren't making anything yeah. because people are just buying groceries and they're cooking at home and they're not going out to eat. And it's, it's, uh, it's a tough game to be in and it's not an easy game to be in. Um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> It's a painful game. The restaurant game is painful. Yeah, and that's uh, and there and there's no other way to describe it. And it's going to change, and it's going to you know you have to adapt and conquer every day. There's um, there's always problems, and if you think it's going to be smooth and easy, uh, it's never going to be that way.
0: And if you had to pick something, Ted, for the home cook to improve their cooking or, or common mistakes you see, is it, does it come in seasoning and spices or ingredients?
2: Well, it, it it's the way that you shop and its ingredients. I mean, you can make something taste great with with just using a little bit of salt and pepper. And it, it it's how you shop. Uh, I was I was talking to a friend the other day about chicken breasts. And and we were in the grocery store and I said, "Well, when you're what chicken breast would you buy?" And he would just pick up a tray. Mm. And I'm like, "Well, the three breasts in that package are similar in size, and then you've got this one tiny little breast in there. So that tiny breast is going to overcook uh, or cook faster than the other breasts. And so when you're shopping, you look for uniformity. So try and buy all the chicken breasts so they're exact same size. Mm-hmm. Look through the trays and go, okay, well, there's two tiny ones and two big ones in this tray. I don't want that. Try and find a tray that has four uniformly sized chicken breasts. Or chicken wings, or chicken legs, or a steak, or or anything along those lines. That way, when you're cooking, you're it's consistent all the way through.
1: Very good, Teddy. Now, before we move along, I I had to mention this. I want to talk about your wiener. Can we talk about your wiener? Oh, God, you perfect. <laughs> Here's a man who does so many, you know, you, you cook amazing things and you do very elaborate stuff. And we've all been through your cookbooks and there's some great, amazing things. And then you post something that I uh, cannot get out of my head and I want to do uh, very, very soon. It was just your wiener in a crescent roll.
2: Yeah, that's it. Three, uh, three ingredients, basically. Uh, crescent rolls, you buy them in a tube, right? Yeah crack it open, roll it out, make those little triangles. Brush each triangle of dough with uh mustard. Any kind of mustard you want. Dijon mustard, honey mustard, honey mustard's really good on it. All right? Any kind of a mustard you you, you want to put on it. Brush it on that dough. Take a hot dog, lay it across, roll it up. Put it on a baking sheet and bake it in the oven at 350 375 degrees. Uh Twenty-five, thirty minutes until the pastry's golden brown, and I like to brush. Um, I like to sprinkle the top with a little bit of everything bagel seasoning on the oh, dough before I bake it.
1: Very nice, nice touch. And that's the it. And then serve it with
2: mustard on the side, and it's yeah. a great thing for the kids. And they can eat them hot or they can eat them cold, and they can take them for lunch. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. I took the other day. I had uh, a roll of uh, the dough. And I rolled it out, and I had left over uh, chicken pot pie filling. And I put it in an ice cube tray when I had it, and I froze all these little squares. And I wrapped that square of chicken pot fi- pie filling in the triangle of dough. <laughs> and then baked that in the oven. Ah, That's exactly and so you get these chicken pot pie bites. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, that sounds amazing, Ted. You gotta do and it. it's just fun and simple. Like, you don't have to go crazy. There are great products in the grocery stores that can make your life easy Mm -hmm. and help you get a dinner on the table pretty quickly. We're all busy, and uh, trying to put a a dinner out sometimes is is not an easy thing.
1: No, for sure, Teddy, and if people uh, need some tips on uh, grilling, they can certainly get a hold of you at any time, or they can grab your new cookbook. It's not necessarily new-new. You've had it out for a while, but it is available. It's your most recent uh, cookbook, and it's what, the 22nd?
2: It's, it's my 22nd book, wow. and it's, uh, it's um, a revamp of a, a book that I wrote in 2011, which was called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Smoking Food. <laughs> and this is uh, called a Kitchen Sessions, Smoking Foods, and uh, all brand-new recipes in there, lots of stuff going on, information on if you're looking to buy a smoker or get into smoking foods, it's a perfect book to get things rolling. It'll Beautiful. give you an idea of what kind of – smoker to buy um and then teach you the basics of getting into smoking so that you can you know smoke some food and have some fun beautiful how can they uh find that book where can they find it oh uh, your best uh amazon has got it okay. online that's where that's the easiest spot to find it
1: done and done teddy if people want to talk to you about anything grilling your wieners or cooking at home or anything doesn't matter any topic teddy's got an answer how do they get hold of you
2: You'll find me in social media at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.